Welcome to the Ditch the Suits podcast, where we get real about the stuff no one in the financial world wants you to know about. Learn how you can better manage your family's wealth while protecting it from financial exploitation and so-called financial advisors. Here's to your financial awakening. Welcome your hosts, Steve Campbell and Travis Moss. Welcome back to Ditch the Suits Podcast. Steve Campbell here with you. Today, we are continuing our series on all things financial freedom. You know, in part one, we address this issue that sometimes when we reach our ultimate goal of financial freedom, we can sometimes find that depression or this feeling of something is missing can meet us upon our arrival. But in today's episode, we want to talk about the realities of financial freedom and what it really means to be financially free. What do you want to do with your time and how do you want to feel? How will you find meeting in this new and exciting chapter of your life? These are things that we want to talk about today and even give you some ideas to help you on your journey. But as always, if you haven't already, please subscribe and follow this podcast so you never miss a new episode. And if the show has impacted you, we would really love to earn a five-star rating and have you leave a review. For your ratings and reviews help others become believers. For we only get one shot at this thing called life, Travis and I are here to just help you try to get the most out of it. As always, thanks for being our guest. We appreciate you tuning in and enjoy the second part series on all things financial freedom. Well, welcome back to Ditch the Suit. Steve Campbell here with Travis Moss. This is continuing uh, part two in our mini series talking about all things financial freedom. In our first episode, we talked about the idea that many of you are here listening, subscribing, following this podcast because you're hoping to get some nuggets, some resources that can help you on your ultimate road to financial freedom. But sometimes when you reach that peak of life, that, that, that pinnacle moment of financial freedom, there's also this underlying feeling that can sometimes come with you, what we call depression or just something is missing. You know, you've worked so hard to get to this point and now you've got there. It's kind of like a womp, womp, like you've got it. And now what do you do? So in this episode, Travis had kind of mentioned about this roller coaster, this thrill of even though it might not be easy or it's hard. When you're when you're building and you're grinding, at least it's giving purpose to what you're doing and how you're growing. It's this roller coaster ride. So today we want to kind of shift into the reality of financial freedom and how to look at it. So Travis, what are some things we want to start to consider thinking about the realities of financial freedom? I think the first thing that we can do is just admit that we're all trying to figure this game of life out. And I mean that wholeheartedly, not as a cliche or anything, but because I think as people, we do a really good job of kind of procrastinating. We can be working at a goal and still procrastinating what we're going to do after we achieve the goal or the goal at the same time, right? So yep. ideally, if you're thinking about efficiency and, and an ideal situation for you is that you would be working really hard at this idea of financial freedom with the idea of what financial freedom means to you, what you're going to do once you get there. And some of us have an idea of what that's going to be. Some people never really think about it. They just know they're supposed to be going in that direction. But even those yeah. of us who have an idea, in my experience, I think maybe a quarter of the people get to the finish line and they've got a really good plan on what that next chapter looks like. Yep. Um, half the people probably, you know, maybe not half the people, maybe about a third of the people are really unsure what that, I mean, it's completely blank. There's no headings. There's no nothing. They have no idea what it's going to be. Yep. And then, and then they, they kind of like the rest of the people. So the people between the, the third and the quarter there, 
they've got an idea. They've read some magazines. They've talked to some friends, some co- co-workers. You know, they, they've got a couple of things that they think that they're going to like doing or maybe they like doing. And they, they pretty much in their head, well, that's what retirement will look like. And then they get into to this financial freedom world and they kind of go, okay, that that wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it was going to be. Now, what do I do? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I think that having worked with people from in their 20s all the way up through their 90s, the people who are living the most exciting lives, I guess is the best way I would put it as far as, you know, you want to be able to tell the difference between somebody in their 80s and somebody in their 60s are the people who stay active and, and they have these things that they're going and doing. They're, there's always something they're doing next and they've got like this bucket list. I don't know if they'll ever get through it, but they're always moving, right? Yeah. yeah. Those are the ones that are independent, they're healthy, they're, I mean, they're on, we got to try to keep up with them. They're not trying to keep up with us. But I think, you know, we we get to we get to this magic date, whatever it is for each individual person or couple. And, you know, the, the idea of financial freedom is I get to golf. Well, are you going to golf every single day? Are you going to golf two rounds a day for seven days a week for 52 weeks a year? Like, what are you going to do when you're not golfing? And what well, happens? Because I've seen this. What happens if you get if you have an injury or you get sick and you can't golf? Because well, you know that stuff happens. Yep. So the whole reason you had become financial free was to golf, and there's a lot of time around when you can or can't be golfing, or possibly something happens to you and you can't golf all the time. Yep. It's Sixty five hours a week to zero, right? You're grinding, you're putting the time in so you can get out. You're going to get out of the rat race. And you put in the 65 hours, you go home, you work your spreadsheets, you look at the numbers, you figure out, you know, how you can be financially free. And when you get to the point of financial freedom, you now have zero hours worth of work to do. And no of that, none of that after, after work time to do your status checks, you're already there. So in your thinking, well, when I get to financial free, I'll keep doing what I'm doing, but you don't because you're all done. Right. Like, like there has to be something different, but we don't really think about it. It's like, you know, I can't wait to get someplace for vacation, but I didn't think about what I was going to do while I was on vacation. You know, I just wanted to go there. That's kind of like how my wife and I travel. She has an itinerary. She has always has all these places to go. And I'm like, let's just go there. And we show up and I'm like, I don't know where we're going. She's like, good thing I made a plan. Yeah. Right. So that, that way I get to enjoy it. And I don't just stay in the hotel. So it's, but it's, you know, we all do this. We're all funny people doing funny people things. You know, I mean, it's just kind of like, that's the world that we live in. That's our physiology. But um, let's say you're into woodworking and you're thinking, well, I read these woodworking magazines or I've got these ideas of, of woodworking that I'm going to get into when I retire, but you're not really a patient person. And you're not really good with your hands. Um, Woodworking might not work for you. Right. You know, maybe it's something you could learn, but did you really think about, is that an activity that kind of matches me? Because I get, I see that a lot with people where, especially somebody who's been widowed or divorced, they'll kind of pick up kind of the, um, the hobbies of the other party. 
you know, maybe they're, they have a new partner or something and they pick up those kind of hobbies that they like doing. And they're like, that's what I'll do. Yeah. And then, but it's like, is that what they like doing or is that what you like doing? Yeah. Um, because things change, you know, and, and we better make sure that there's stuff there that you really enjoy. Not saying you can't do those other things with that person, but you might need your own chapter too. Yeah. The one that always kills me is the honeydew list, the, the house project list, right? Well, what are you going to do when you, re- when you retire, when, when you don't have to go to work anymore? I got the list of all the house projects. Okay. So after you essentially renovate your house in the, over the next two years doing all these projects, what do you do after that? I don't know. Okay. Cause like you're going to keep renovating it over and over and over again. Like, you know, what else are you going to do after that? Yeah. And it's hard though, because it's, you got to, you have to think about stuff you, you haven't given yourself permission to think about because what happens when you start thinking about the stuff that you would do if you weren't behold, beholden to your job, right? You start to think about things that distract you that make you dream about stuff that really make you want things and you can't have them yet. You can have them down the road, but you can't have them right now. For a lot of people, that's, that actually creates anxiety, right? It's something to worry about. Well, if I, if I'm not successful, I'm not going to be able to get to that and whatnot. So a lot of times we don't even think about those things. So you don't think about them. And then you get to the point where you can have what you haven't thought about and you just kind of get stuck. You just, you know, we're back into paralysis mode. Well, and you got to think about too, when you get to that place of financial freedom, whether that's just retirement, you can go live your life. Most people probably spend since their initial uh, wedding date, more time with their spouse than they've spent in a long, long time. Right. And so you get a rhythm, you get a cadence to life. You get used to having your seven to three, eight to five with your coworkers. Even if it's a grind, at least you're used to it. There's discipline, there's structure to your day, even mm-hmm. if it's not always fun. And then you get to financial freedom and you and your you know spouse, or if you're either retired early or they're retired with you, you're spending more time together now trying to merge your two days that you used to have independent from each other together. Right. And so I think a lot of times people are also trying to learn how to navigate uh, just how to how to do life with your spouse. All these dreams that you've been having that have been either on paper or vision boards, what have you. And now you get there. And the reality is, I think, to your point, how, how do you think so far into the future? And if you're listening and you've got years ahead of you, start to apply some of this information now. What do you want to do beyond work? Even if in our first episode, we said, even if you're aware enough to admit that as much as you would like to say your work doesn't define you, if we're all being honest to some degree, our work really does give us a sense of identity. Whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, you are a major part of what you do every single day and how that impacts you. When you remove that piece of your life, like you said, going from 65 hours to zero hours, that piece of your life, that chapter of your life is now closed. It's done. Right, you can't go back and have those uh, daily conversations you had with your coworkers. They may still be working; they're no longer there. And now you're in this new phase of your life. You know how do you how do you avoid, as you said, going from these ultimate highs, even if they're uncomfortable, to nothingness? And changing and going cold turkey is really hard. And so I think as you and I were kind of even preparing, how can we give some real life examples or things some people can take away to maybe how to you know, work with some of these things, you had some really good examples of how, how to, how to keep up with healthy ways of driving, you know, the focus and what you're doing in financial freedom. Do you want to share some of those examples of how you can avoid cold Turkey altogether? 
Yeah. Financial freedom means that you can do whatever you want. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're just done working and done everything, period. Right. So I think that you need to start by keeping in perspective that just because you don't have to work doesn't mean you don't work. Right. Um, especially if you derive value, personal value out of working. So what yeah. you might not like in your job is the stress. You might not like the five days a week and you can never take a day off because your responsibilities and you get called on the weekends or maybe you're on call, period. You know, you may not like that stuff. You may not like the fact that you can't coach, you know, your your kids or your grandkids um, football team or something like that. And you you've always wanted to do that. So when you reach financial freedom, it doesn't mean that you're just donezo. It just means that you get to, you know, decide how you spend your time now and where you spend your time. So instead of going cold turkey and being like, okay, I've been working 65 hours a week. Now I'm just going to be done. What about working two days a week or yep. working seasonally, right? You go in and you get that burst of energy. You help people and, and look at your job differently. Instead of looking at your job like, I'm the big boss because that's where I was when, when I was working there, look at it as I'm here to mentor and help and coach. Right. And if, and if that doesn't work for where you were working, find someplace else. If you've been this successful, I'm going to make you a bet. And that will be that your skills are adaptable or applicable to lots of other different positions. And one of the hardest things people can find is, Somebody with experience that doesn't want to come in and take over, but wants to come in and help and mentor, right? So I'm pretty certain that if you were open to it, you could find places where you could take these things that have made you super successful um, in the workplace and continue to apply them if, in fact, you can't do that at your current workplace. But consider just cutting it back. Consider cutting back to either seasonal or consider cutting back to a couple days a week. But think about it like this. You get to make your rules. So you don't go in and say, well, what can I do? You go and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Can I do that here? Yeah. And, you know, a a secret about employers, it's hard to find good employees. So if you're a really good employee and, you know, the the business values you and you go and say, I'm at the point where I don't need to work, but this is what I'd be willing to do. Chances are, if you had a very frank conversation with the powers that be, they'd say, that's awesome. That's great. You know, how, how, however, we can continue to incorporate you or that doesn't fit in the budget, in which case, be be respectful. Okay, great. You know, it's not about you. It's about the fact that, you know, there's a full-time position that they're trying to full, fill and they don't have the part-time availability. Um, and if they say, look, you know what? Good for you. See you later. That's permission to walk away and go do something. Something yeah, else, that. right? Yep. But But don't think like, okay, I'm financially free. I'm just going to go from 65 hours a week to zero. You know, most people, unless there's something that they know they're getting into, maybe you're going to start a business, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you've already got a plan, a business plan in place and everything. You know exactly what you're getting into and you're leaving your work because you're financially free. And because you're financially free, now you can go start this boutique store you've always wanted to open because you don't need the money. So you could go and sit at the store and meet people when they come in or something like that that's your dream, that's going to carry, you know, that's going to be that fire that we talked about. That's going to get you from, you're going to take the fire from your current job and pour it into that. Then you don't need to worry about the kind of phasing out of work. But if you don't have something that you're going to, you have to be careful not to just like jump off the cliff, you know, like be like, eh, you know, 
Hopefully I yeah. hit something soft on the way down. Well, I would, um, I would say before you jump into the next one, I know this comes up quite a bit, um, you know, with some of our colleagues, when they talk with people about, you know, financial freedom, retirement planning, one of the questions that they ask that sometimes people look at them and say, what do you mean this? What are you retiring to? Not just what is retirement, but what are you actually retiring into? Like you said, at the beginning, there's a percentage of people that have really thought this out, but there's a lot of people who are like, um, I don't know. I mean, I literally was just doing what I've been told to do since I started my job. I want to retire. So I think that's a cool concept. So I think these uh, last uh, few that you have are great examples of maybe if you're not thinking about working exactly, but some other things, how can other people, you know, maybe spend their time? I think for the person who just, they love those, we talked about people who just love, love trying to figure out how the numbers work, right? Mm-hmm. So you've, you've done that good enough for yourself that you no longer have to worry about the numbers. There's a lot of organizations, especially in a nonprofit community. But even small businesses, especially that don't have the resources to bring somebody in full time, yeah, that need somebody to help them figure out the numbers. Yep. So whether you're volunteering or again back to doing a couple of days a week, you might be able to write your own ticket. But your skills will be like greatly appreciated in most of those situations, and you can pretty much write your own ticket because there's not enough people like that out there who are good at it. There are a lot of people who like to mess around with numbers. There's not a lot of good people who are actually really good at it can show that they're successful with it. Big difference. So. Yeah. So, you know, consider volunteering, be a treasurer for a nonprofit or something, um, find some small business, find a, go to your chamber, go to your local small business groups and say, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, if, if you've got some serious skills, I'm willing to apply some of those skills. If anybody's looking for somebody, you know, on a per <laughs> diem basis or per job basis or something like that. Yep. Um, if you like helping people get to the next level, get into mentoring. Some way or another. Again, if yeah. you're a business person, mentor young business people. It's it's so funny because we all talk about in the business community, we want to help young people and young professionals and get people into the community and stuff like that. But very, very few people say, I'm willing to take you know this young person under my wing and make, help them make connections and help them how, understand how to articulate things to other strong-willed people and all these other types of things, this lifetime of experience. There's lots of opportunities to do that. You may have to put yourself out there or maybe you have to join like some kind of local community organization or something, but there are lots of opportunities for that. One of the things, if you're looking for organizations to get involved with, and sometimes it can be really difficult, especially if you're looking for something maybe on the nonprofit side, get involved with your local community foundation. They normally have their fingers in everything. They're going to be able to tell you who's who and where everybody is and who's looking for help and who's interested in stuff. So you just get involved volunteering with them and you'll find yourself kind of falling into opportunities. So start looking around, basically. If you really, if there's certain aspects about your day that you love on the way to financial freedom, then try to make sure that when you hit financial freedom, you get to incorporate those into that next chapter somehow. You may not fill the whole chapter up. You may not know 100% of what you're going to do in the next chapter. And that's part of the fun of it because you get to make it up. But at least have a couple of bullet points on the page where you're like, I'm going to, you know, I've got this, this, and this kind of set up. So I'm going to get involved. A great, great example of this, uh, clients I admire a great deal. They coach skiing. They love mentoring and helping and coaching. They they coach like downhill skiing in the wintertime. Awesome. It gives them something to look forward to. They're helping people out. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a really selfless thing to do. They don't do it for the money. 
Yeah. You know, cause there's, there's no money to make in that kind of stuff. It's, it's right. because the, they enjoy that. So there are lots of fun ways to, to get involved with that. We <laughs> seen years and years ago, had a, uh, a kickball team, an adults league kickball team. And people had to volunteer to be the umpires and coordinate the games and stuff through the local YMCA. I, you know, there's, there's ways to get involved. And those same people also were big brother, big sister type of mentors with kids in the community. Yeah. So there's, there's lots of ways to whatever it is that you're passionate about. You don't have to recreate the wheel. You just have to start looking and asking questions and finding, you know, where people need somebody like you. And then again, you get to write your own rules. You get to say, here's when I'm available. Here's what I'm willing to work on. If that doesn't work, then I'm not in, then I'm not going to be involved. Um, the last one is like, just if you want to connect with people. So there are some personalities that they just love what they do. You know, Steve, you're one of them. You, you take different groups of people and you figure out a way to get them all together and working together and having fun and finding synergies. Right. And it it really seems like you enjoy connecting person A with a person B. Yep. So if that's what you love doing, and then all of a sudden you retire and and isolate yourself to your house, because you don't know what you're going to do next, you lose that. Like that is part of your personality. It's part of your identity. It's who you are. It had nothing to do with your job. It's just, you, you got to do it at your job. So how do you continue to do that? You know, you could join a local rotary or some kind of club like that. You can, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there just to try to get yourself involved, but you need to think about these things, whatever lights your fire. You know, the best advice I can give is have at least a couple bullet points in the next chapter. Once you reach financial freedom, where you're going to make sure that there's opportunities to incorporate those into your, your life that's already kind of pre-built out. Doesn't mean you can't change it when you get there, but it means that there's something for you to launch into as opposed to falling into a blank page. You're falling into something that's at least, you know, got some steps already built into it. Well, and as you've been talking, I've been thinking, I think it's really important to, to make evidently clear that financial freedom is not an ending. It's really just a new beginning, right? It's redirecting mm-hmm. our time, our energy, our, our passions and our talents into things so that we're not just stopping one thing, but we're giving ourselves permission, as you've said, to start something new. Maybe that's giving back of time, of energy, or giving back to a business or you know, doing the things we've wanted to do. So we're, we tried to, in this one, give you some real examples of things that you know maybe some of these piqued your interest, maybe some of them didn't. That's okay. You also have an internet full of ideas that you can go look up. What in the world should I do with my retirement? I mean, that's totally up to you. As Travis and I have said in every podcast, it's your money and your life. We really just want you to get the most out of it. So we will wrap up this series with probably something that's going to hit home to a lot of us. We'll save the title for the last one, but just make sure that you don't miss this third part because I think it will really hit home and resonate with all of us. So as always, thanks for being our guest. Thanks for stopping by. And until next time, we appreciate your time. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this entire episode. Uh, We hope that this information has inspired you and empowered you to go out and live your best life. But let's be honest, you might have a question or two about some of the things we talked about today. If this is you, Travis and I are here to help in any way that we can. You can reach out to us and follow us on social media on Facebook at CPG. You can send us an email, uh, info at cpg.com. Just let us know in the email. This is in regards to ditch the suits, a question or topic you might want us to cover. Or you can visit our website, which is cpg.com. 
That's seedpg.com. Head up to that right corner, fill out that contact us button, and just let us know in the comments that this is in regards to Ditch the Suits. If you have a question, a series of questions, or anything we can do to help you on your journey to financial freedom, Travis and I are here to help. So again, it's your money and it's your life. You only get one shot at this thing. Our job is to make sure you get the most out of it. Thanks for being our guest. And until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Ready to ditch the suits? Remember, it's your money and your life. For more information, visit seedpg.com. That's seedpg.com. If this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. And be sure to share with a friend.